This is Stephen Strang. The coronavirus is in the news, and of course, it's very bad, and we're hearing reports that it's even worse than is being reported. And today on the Strang Report, I have an exclusive with Pastor Frank Amedia, who has some information from China that you'll find interesting and astounding, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Strang Report podcast for Monday, February 17th, 2020. Uh, we're getting news from China about the coronavirus. It's hard to know what we can verify and what can't be verified. But my friend, Pastor Frank Amedia, who has done podcasts with me numerous times, which you can look up on the Charisma Podcast Network, contacted me late last week with some pretty extraordinary um, information that he is going to be releasing through his own ministry, Shield. So let me welcome you, Pastor Amedia, and thank you for taking time to be on my podcast on this very, very timely story. It's good to be back with you, Steve, and thank you for taking a position that we can share some information, not only at large in our Christian community, but in the community so that people's eyes are open and so that prayer warriors and concerned Christians know how to pray. Uh, and that, of course, is the most important. But tell me how this information came to you and, and kind of the who, what, when, where. Okay. Um, first and foremost, we have a very strong alliance with the Chinese Christian community through Shield in the United States. And people that participate in the Chinese segment, it, it, it's unusually and, and it's almost surreal how many have become POTUS Shield followers and supporters in the sense of prayer and standing forth, not only in this country, but abroad. So we're very sensitive to that. And we began to get a lot of inquiries and information streaming in. And I went to a few sources that I have personal relationships with, both here and in Florida, mostly in, in the Florida market area. And then I just met with one of our directors who just returned from overseas who is a Chinese American on the West Coast. And I began to put the pieces together and understood that there's, there's so much to this that we're not getting, not only as an understanding in our own news cycles, but by the church. And example, Steve, you know, the numbers keep increasing. And uh, now we know as of today, and, and again, I'm going to caveat that these, I don't believe these numbers are true, they're saying 1,770 deaths and now approximately 70,000 infected people, mostly China now we're talking. However, what we're hearing is it's much more widespread. And what we're hearing is that while this was being kept suppressed by the government of China, that people were dying in Wuhan, which is the capital of the Hubei province in the central area of, of, of the industrial area of China, very, very strategic economic city, Steve, that is actually called the Chicago of China because of the transportation and the routes and what it does economically and socially and politically. 
Uh, Wuhan also, by the way, Steve, was where the insurrection came that toppled the Ming Dynasty and allowed the People's Republic of China to come in. So it has some very deep roots in China. And we are told that people were dying before it was even admitted. The hospitals didn't know what to do with them. They told them to return home, to stay in their homes, and they were dying. And most of the widespread stories we're getting out is many, many of them were cremated quickly. Some cremated and not even identified for their families who are still looking for people. They just didn't deal with it appropriately. And we're being told that the number of deaths far exceeds 1,770 or 2,000, it's in the tens of thousands, and that the numbers of infected isn't really known, and it is not restricted to Wuhan, which is a, the ninth largest city of about 9 million people in China, that it has gotten to the four corners of China, and that there are actually uh, quarantines in many, many areas. Now, this I was able to confirm not only through our Christian sources, but through a couple of industrial sources. Uh, I happen to know some businessmen that are doing business there, and they are telling me that not only is their business restricted, as we all know, uh, because of these issues, but that the people that are working for their raw materials and the manufacturing of the materials are not able to go to work. And this is in far remote areas from Wuhan, uh, so that we're really not getting the news. Now, Speaking to what could it be, well, it's already been pretty much dismissed that this did not come out of a food marketplace. Interestingly enough, that marketplace was immediately cleansed. It would be like you were cleansing a criminal site so that nothing was left in there to come back and say, wait, it didn't happen here. There were horrific pictures released by the Chinese government of people devouring bats and uh, you know that was all showmanship but actually the very first person that was officially diagnosed with this this uh, virus which is also called you know the convad 19 uh, the, the coronavirus virus if we might say was never in that marketplace and was not uh, exposed to people from that marketplace and that out of the first 41 that they said were from that marketplace, 23 of them hadn't been in the marketplace. And then we all know the pitiful story of the Chinese doctor, the young doctor, who brought this to the attention of the Chinese government. He's, he was a Christian, and he and seven other scientists brought it to their attention in late December, told them there was a problem, told them that it was somewhat like the SARS virus, which had hit China before, and they immediately put them under arrest, and they had them sign documents that said they were wrong, um, and then released them. Well, when this Chinese doctor died uh, himself of the disease a few weeks back, there is a record of over 2 million Chinese protest uh, signatures that were sent asking for transparency and truth and for free speech to happen in China. So it's sort of uh, boomeranged back on the president Z, and so now he and then he came forth, and they began to admit what it was. He himself wearing masks and advising people all over the country to wear masks. So Steve, interestingly enough, you know we get the impression that people from Wuhan and the medical people are wearing masks. No, all over the country, they're wearing these masks, 
And the economic fallout on this has been huge. This country already struggling because of its battle with, with the Trump administration to get our trade right. It appears that it could drag their economy down another 5%. So uh, there's so much happening here that we have to ask the question, what is the reality? Well, it is a reality that's, that there is what is called a P4 laboratory. And these are high-level biosafety viral laboratories, they call them, research laboratories. And this laboratory, which is located 20 miles from the marketplace that they claim the virus came out of and, and, and located in Wahoon towards the center, this laboratory was established in a joint venture between the French government uh, starting back in 2004 as a response to the SARS so that the Chinese government would have a research lab uh, for hu humanitarian purposes and to develop vaccines. Well, the French broke out of the agreement a few years back because they found out that the Chinese had taken and replicated uh, this laboratory imprint, doing it on the basis that it was not the government, but private companies. And of course, you know, private companies in China are all controlled one way or another. And, uh, and, and they realized that it may not be for the humanitarian purposes. Now, I can dig down into more detail on a biological basis, either in a subsequent uh, interview with you or as I will release about what we've learned and found out on the genetic imprinting that's been going on with that. But the bottom line is that Senator Tom Cotton, our Senator Tom Cotton, who's from Arkansas, he's 42 years old, a highly decorated uh, a hero who served multiple times in Afghanistan, Bronze Star recipient, serves on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He's been brave enough to come out front. And of course, the, the left-wing sources are attacking him and saying he's a xenophobic and this is a conspiracy theory. But Cotton has pretty much said it's too much to believe this coincidence that this P4 lab, which is located in Wuhan, and we have this disease which nobody was willing to, to describe from China, which they denied and which they still won't allow world organizations to come in to research and help with. They're keeping it under wraps. Uh, Tom Cotton is saying they need to come forth and they need to tell the truth. And if this leaked out of that lab, then what does that tell us? It tells us that that lab and those labs are being used for biological, potentially warfare purposes. I don't think that's much of a surprise to us, but it does point out to the fact that we need to be aware and understand. Uh, Tom Cotton's come under a lot of criticism in the last week or two. Interestingly enough, the one person criticizing him the most is the Chinese ambassador. But that Chinese ambassador, when interviewed by Maria Navarro of a, of a major news network, Recently, uh, he said he would not deny that this disease could have come out of that laboratory. And, uh, of course, the White House issued a statement saying that they were surprised that he did not deny it. And now there are several sources saying that the Chinese government is going to have to uh, accept and release that it did come out of that lab just in the last few days. A, a Chinese major general, she was assigned, who has nothing to do uh, with the research, but a lot to do with biological warfare. 
uh, was put over in charge of that lab. They dismissed people. They dismissed some of the leaders that were in China. And a few of the people that have the most information on this, one of them being a Canadian scientist, um, he died quickly in Kenya, was healthy, gave a lecture hours later in the hospital and died. He was the leading uh, expert on this. And another one who was a Chinese scientist has disappeared and nobody has seen him. So, you know, Steve, this has so much intrigue and mystique to it that we can't close our eyes and say there's not something to it. And I think we know that this particular government has, that 95 million people have evaporated in China since this dynasty took over, starting with Mao and forward, and the Christian church is under persecution. And if you're interested, I'd like to touch on, on the Christian church and the spiritual aspect of this. Absolutely. I want to cycle back around to that. I was waiting to jump back in. I'm glad that Senator Cotton is speaking up. It's going to probably take a long time to find out really what the truth is. And as journalists and news media, uh, we have to rely, at least in this point, on you know sources sort of leaking the information out, uh, just as we have to rely on that uh, covering Iran or as I think back, even in World War II, you know, with all the atrocities with the Nazis, it, you know, it leaked out long before there was proof of exactly what was going on. Now, uh, you sent me some information from this Chinese pastor who's a friend of yours, and uh, he said a lot of the things that you're saying, and I know he's your source, you gave me his information, and I tracked him down and interviewed him, and uh, he also said that. Of course, he's in the United States, and he's receiving this by phone and by uh, on the internet. Now, on the internet, you never know exactly what to believe. But, you know, I uh, we're not confronted as Christian journalists with this kind of story very often. And so we were going like, you know, what do we do this? How do we vet it? Uh, I vetted it with Dennis Balcom, who is uh, fairly well known in charismatic circles as one of the main missionaries into China for the last 40 years. Uh, in fact, the only time I've ever been to China, uh, it was with Dennis, so I feel I know him fairly well. And uh, he had released some information through his ministry, and I did a podcast with him uh, late last week, which people can look up on the Charisma Podcast Network. And also we did a newsletter. Uh, actually, it was an op-ed in his voice, and he was confirming a lot of the same information uh, Pastor Frank, that you are, and just today we had a, a leading Christian, uh, an American, in our office, and we were talking about this podcast coming up, and and uh, he's well-connected internationally and was t- telling me uh, that his sources are telling him that it is much, much worse than is being publicized. And he also, uh, we were talking about an international meeting that's coming up in a few months, and that uh, they're very concerned about uh, you know, uh, the meeting's actually going to be in Spain. There are no, um, there are no uh, victims of the coronavirus there, but they're concerned about people traveling from that part of the world. And he told me that in a church in Singapore, there are 25 people that have been infected. He didn't give me any information, but he was just anecdotally telling me what he knew that this was important. And I have a friend who is an American of Chinese uh, background, 
who's actually a medical doctor, and I sent her some of this information, and she told me that if she, of course, she does not have firsthand information, but her friends, her Chinese friends who uh, still have contacts over there are telling her that the people are saying that it's far, far worse than we're hearing. So it seems to me that even though there's a lot we don't know, um, it seems that it's confirmed again and again that it's far worse um, than the government is saying or even the news media is saying. And I guess they're not wanting people to panic, but, uh, you know, to me, this seems a lot worse than SARS. No one has really explained to me the comparison uh, between these two uh, diseases. But why don't you tell me what you started a minute ago about the Christian church? Uh, Dennis Balcom went into that some in his op-ed. Um, and, of course, we know that we need to pray. And, of course, this is affecting Christians over there. So what are you hearing? Well, first and foremost, if we understand what is the real base of Christianity, what is what are the numbers of Christians in China? What's going on there? Uh, not much spoken of, but the numbers are all over the place. Uh, if you go to Wikipedia, it's telling you there's about 30-some million Christians, Catholics, different forms of religious Christian orders in China that's highly underestimated. Our sources are telling us uh, it's somewhere between 90 to 110 million Christians. Now, that's significant. Stephen, because as we hit 120 million, that's 10% of the total population of China, which has the greatest population in the world, second then to India, second next to India. And uh, there is and has been, as you well know, over the last four decades, a growth of Christianity. Um, we understand that most of it now is not just in structured churches, which are state regulated, but in house churches and that this Christian population has now grown to a range of citizens because those who came on board, you know, 30, 40 years ago, they've gotten older. The average age of a Christian there is about 29 years old now. So we've got youth, we've got uh, older, um, and it goes from the countryside to the urban centers. It includes students, professionals. So Christianity is spreading out across the country, and it's filling the void that that is uh been created by the chinese government and it's both a a fellowship basis and it's a powerful basis we've had reports of christians being healed of this virus uh by the power of god and the healing of god something steve that jumped out to me and and i agree with dennis and my sources tell me the same thing that whenever there is this kind of a problem and there was with sars i had shared with you that it was somewhat kept under hat, but but there was the swine plague that hit China not long ago, and and that was in response to the fact that they love their pork in China, and uh, that when Trump had put the tariffs on and China cut off buying stuff from our farmers, including pork, that Russia filled that void, and it came in contaminated, and it ended up with another plague that affected people. So this is really the third disease plague in this range of this generation, this one being another plague, and I'm calling it a plague because spiritually we understand these things. And we, we know that it gives an opportunity for people to turn elsewhere when they can't get something out of 
their government, which is being tight-lipped, when they don't trust them, when they're looking for a supernatural response that can help them, now it opens the opportunity for the gospel of Christ. And we're being told that people are coming in swarms into churches, uh, house churches, that there's gospel and evangelism going out in the streets person to person, that there's supernatural healings, and that it, it is indeed uh, in one way or another, unfortunately, again, to that population, helping to grow Christianity. But Steve, I don't know if you're aware of this, but as I was doing some more research and I checked up with the uh, Bible Society, a friend of mine there, um, do you know who the largest publisher of, of Bibles is, is in the world? Well, it'd be in China. It's in China. You know that because you're a publisher. They, they printed their 150 millionth Bible uh, between 2013 and 2016. 150 million Bibles. Now, we know it's because, you know, it's affordable labor and the cost comes out. But, you know, Steve, as I was thinking about that and, and musing over it, this jumped out to me, the words of Isaiah. Do you remember what he said in Isaiah 55? He, he came out with this statement that we love to use when we send the word out. He said, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and it does not return there, but waters the earth, and, and it makes, it brings forth a bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, I, it might be a stretch. You know, it's not the essence of the prophetic word of God speaking down into China, but maybe it is. Over 150 million Bibles resourcing from China to the world, the gospel growing almost person per person for the number of Bibles, catching up to the 150 million number, and the word shall not return void. Now, Steve, last point. I know I've got too much. And I have to develop this point by point uh, for us uh, at a later time. But I'm, you, you are quite aware of the 1040 uh, uh, metric, Christianity yes. metric. The 1040 window was developed by uh, missionary groups about 20 years ago to designate the part of the world that is the least evangelized, and that's from the 10th parallel south of the equator to the 40th parallel north. That's right. You're right on. And so we call them UPGs, unreached people groups. And uh, China, you know, its population is right around 1.3, 1.4 billion. India right underneath it at 1.2. And out of that, it's telling us that at least, at least 40 to 50 percent of that group has never even heard about Jesus. And and so we realize how rich that is. Well, out of that. Wuhan, which is in the Hubei province, is in the center of that area of China. China is smack in the center of the UPG group that needs to be done. So then this came to me. As I was praying about it, I remembered the words of Jesus. And Jesus said that unless you enter the strong man's house and bind him, that you will not be able to plunder his goods, that you will not be able to prosper in the things that are yours uh, by right in the Lord. The epicenter of all of this 
could very well be Wuhan. And so this is a strategic strike. And what the enemy is intended for bad, God intends for good. And this whole area has been quarantined and cut off. No transportation in, no transportation out. In the last few days, 41 separate flights into that area with medical personnel. Some saying as many as, as, as a couple thousand more going into that area and back out again. Totally cut off within the country. Bound up. Unless the strong man be bound up. Bound up in the center of this country. And so now we see that we really are focusing very quickly to that time to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And God is supernaturally taking his move. Now, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be like a Pat Robertson effect when Pat said, well, you know, there was an earthquake in Haiti because they've been so bad. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you cannot close your eyes and ignore exactly what's going on. We have at our access political understanding, geographical understanding, spiritual understanding, medical understanding, military, military understanding. We see the socioeconomic balance of it all. And when we process that and put it together, this is not a coincidence. And so now we say, Lord, what is it? And what I say it is, is this is our time to pray, to intercede, to declare that revival will start in this same place where this plague has come forth out in Wuhan in the Chicago of China. Well, that's very interesting, and we need to leave it there because of time. But there's two things I want to ask. First, tell my listeners how they can connect with your ministry and follow you on social media and so forth. And then I'm going to ask you to close in prayer uh, to encourage our listeners to pray uh, for this terrible plague, as you call it, this virus, and also to pray for what God is doing in China. My honor. Well, first of all, we are Poda Shield, and Poda Shield uh, is a is a actually announced by Newsweek about a month ago, as you know, Steve, as a frontline spiritual weapon. Amazing when uh, the secular understands the spiritual, or at least reports it, we want to say. So Potashield is just that. And uh, you can stay in contact with Potashield by going to www.potashield. And secondly, what I'd like to invite you to do is to simply go to your phone and to your text message and to, to enter in these numbers, 313131. And then in the message part, just type in very simply in lowercase, only lowercase, the word POTUS Shield all running together. P O T U S S H I E L D. What happens when you do that is from time to time you'll get an alert, and that alert will point you to something. It may call you to a prayer. We call ourselves the POTUS Shield Watchmen, Warriors, and Worshippers. And in that sense, we have indeed been put in a frontline position not only for this country. Uh, but as the Lord has put us around the world. And it would indeed be my honor to pray, Steve, if I may. Please do. Father, you are such an amazing God. We can only scratch the surface of your wisdom. And you have promised us that through your Holy Spirit, we would have access to understanding. And that you, Holy Spirit, would lead us to have this revelation and understanding 
first with a firm foundation in the Word of God, and then with revelation. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to let the truth come out, not, Father, to condemn, but to deliver and set free. And let that which is in the dark come into the light. Protect those, Father, who are having a voice and being strong. Protect Senator Tom Cotton. Protect the White House. Protect those doctors, Father, that are speaking out. And, Father, we thank you for a supernatural move of revival in China, starting in the epicenter of Wuhan, Father, so that when they lift this quarantine, they will find out that a church has grown rapidly and that they cannot snuff it out. And we thank you, Father, to strengthen our brothers and sisters in China on the ground, 90 million, 100 million, 110 million and growing, young and old, Father, that they will be courageous to continue to live and sleep and move in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Teach us, Father, alert us how we ought to pray and intercede with them and do our part, whatever it is, whatever we can do to help support. Bless Charisma and Steve and his organization, Father, for continuously being on the forefront of the things that matter for you, courageously and with a mindset that, that demands truth, with an investigative research capacity and ability, but yet not one that suppresses you, Father. Bless them and thank you for them. Father, we pray that we will not be afraid of the terror by night, but we understand we are covered, covered in the blood of Jesus and covered, Father, by your glory. To you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I appreciate uh, Pastor Frank Media calling me with this story. We've, of course, been following it in the news. I alluded a little bit during the podcast to uh, some of the difficulty as journalists we have trying to verify this, um, we do feel that from several sources that, that the gist of it is right, and we tried to uh, say it in such a way that, um, you know, we know a lot of this is speculative and we may not know until later, but at least we can remember to pray. That's very, very important. So I also encourage you to listen to Dennis Balcom's podcast that you can find on the Charisma Podcast Network. It was on my Strang Report. And um, we'll be reporting this on an ongoing basis. Share this with friends. Um, You know, we don't know how big news this is, but for us it's kind of a breaking story. And uh, other sources, of course, have reported some of the same things. And we will continue to um, follow this as well. Thank you for listening to the Strang Report today on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Stephen Strang. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.